Well, welcome everyone to the Robin Walters Show here, part of the Red Sky Radio Network, if we can call it that. That's what I'm calling it. Hey, um, just some uh, general good news, because I promise to start with good news. The Sunday Morning with Robin Walters Show is uh, starting to gain some traction. We just finished our fifth week. I hope you've had a chance to hear it. It's a dominantly scripture-based program. I get down to more preaching, but with a focus, and that is toward the end times, what to expect, how to prepare, what needs to be done. Uh, and if I if I exhaust that, we'll move on to other topics. My guess is that won't happen anytime soon. If you do want to hear it, there are four ways, actually, to get it. You can go on the website, off Red Sky Radio, which is robinwalter.net, robinwalter.net, and there you'll have a choice to download the Robin Walter Show or Sunday Morning with Robin Walter. You have a choice. Special instructions if you've got an iPhone. Just pay attention to that part of it. Number two, you can uh, get it from a podcast. And on a podcast, you will need to type in Sunday morning with Robin Walter. You'll pull it up. If you listen to this show by podcast, you'll get that one the same way. If you're on Rumble, you need to type in the Robin Walter show. And you will pull up both programs. For reasons that are too complex, we can't sever them on Rumble. So both programs are in the same feed. You will just have to... um, You'll just see. The most recent one will be the program that's on top. And then the fourth way is you can join our email blast list. You uh, write to me, redskyradio777 at gmail.com. Redskyradio777 at gmail.com. And just say, please add me to the Sunday morning with Robin Walter, blast email list. We'll put you on there, and you'll get it uh, to your computer. You download it, transfer it however you know how to transfer it, because I'm not very good at that, or just listen on the computer. You've got different ways to do it. Okay. Um, that's the good news, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push off here with three quick thoughts today. These aren't good news. They're just things to ponder. They aren't bad news. They are things to ponder. Number one. We live in a time where intelligent people are being silenced so that stupid people won't be offended. That came in from a radio listener. From a different radio listener. Thank you, guys and gals, if that's uh, the ladies and gentlemen, however you want to frame that, uh, for sending me things that you consider might be appropriate, and much of the time they are. Next one, this one came out of California. We really picked a bad generation to start a World War III. They can't even fight anxiety from being called by a wrong pronoun. And the last one, I may have shared this before, but it's worth sharing again, that if you're okay 
with letting Joey Cornpop tell you how to raise your children, you might first want to consider how Hunter turned out. And, well, for, as far as that goes, his daughter, uh, Ashley. So, anyway, I, you know, I keep telling you I'm, I'm sick of this COVID garbage, but I have to give you a couple things. I, I do not want to encourage anyone to get this last COVID booster. Western Australia. Now, they were very hard on people who refused the alleged and fake vaccine. But they're also very open about with their studies. They seem to be more okay with admitting where we they screwed up. The Western Australia, which is a province, sort of like Saskatchewan, um, you know, Ontario and Canada. They have provinces there, not states. But Western Australia, their health authority has produced data showing that they are killing with a vaccine five people for every person that was saved if the vaccine worked. And they go on to say they don't believe the vaccine really did work. The numbers speak to the contrary. But they're saying if the vaccine actually saved people, the people that were saved were outnumbered 500% by those who died, who died from taking the vaccine. So if you believe Pfizer and Moderna, Joey Cornpop, actually Trump for that matter, Pfizer, Moderna, those guys, uh, Fauci, Tony Fauci and his Faucinistas, masks absolutely are necessary. Well, 157 studies show that they are worthless. Uh, The vaccine um, will save you from getting COVID. False. The vaccine will save you from transmitting COVID. Absolutely false. The fact of the matter is the people that are the greatest risk from a return case of COVID or a first bout with COVID are those who took the jab. Not trying to make you feel badly, but there are those, as I say, who took the jab, who took the stab, and now they're on the slab. Next one and the last one for this week. There is new evidence that the mRNA COVID, quote, vaccine, end quote, may be the culprit behind turbo cancers. Now, this is not something particularly affecting older people. It's young. There is a ridiculous spike, otherwise totally unexplained, in young people, men and women, getting cancer and having the cancer outrageously aggressive. I keep falling back to that passage from Scripture. If you, you know, if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. And I, I think that that relates to something that you would do not to test God, but in ignorance. And so there are many people, good people, Christians, who took the jab in ignorance, although without the lack, without the knowledge, although it does say my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge since some have in fact died and had other problems. But you don't get a redo on this one. You now have the knowledge. Ignorance is not bliss and there is no excuse. Okay, enough of that. I used to think Ivy League schools were really something. But I'm working on a piece of property that I'm trying to deal with poison oak. But it brought this thought to my mind. 
The Ivy League schools are not Ivy League. They're Poison Ivy League. They really are. Okay, I grew up with Poison Ivy. It's east of the Mississippi, west of the Mississippi. You got Poison Oak. Uh, not crazy about either of them, obviously. But I'm not crazy about the Ivy League schools, which are really, truly Poison Ivy League. Princeton had a biblical foundation to this school. Now is funding students budding drag careers. That's right. They have a little drag university program going on, launched at Princeton University to train students in the form of the drag art. Offered through the school as Gender Plus Sexuality Resource Center, open to all undergraduate and graduate students who didn't get their fill apparently of enough crap as an undergrad that are interested in the world of drag. Oh, boy. The students that are enrolled, they will cover an array of topics, including the history of drag. Sewing 101. So we know already by having Sewing 101 in this thing, say, well, Rob, is this sexist? Well, probably. So what? I don't really care. If it's true, is it still sexist? I don't think so. But anyway, Sewing 101, which tells me pretty much that these are men mostly in this program trying to fake it to be chicks. Choreography, face painting, photo shoots, and various other topics to delight the uh, students who uh, have overpaid for what is fundamentally not just a worthless education, a deleterious education. Okay. Those blue cities, all those cities that I don't want to ever live in unless God made me. Gosh, i got to quit saying that because he just might make me. Check this one out in uh, Philadelphia, City Motors. Car dealership opens. This is a very blue city. Car dealership. Within a couple of nights, almost all of their inventory was stolen. I just, you can't make this stuff up. Blue cities suck. The crime is off the charts. The real legacy of George Floyd is the unleashing, and I'm just going to say it, of over-the-top theft, brazen theft, by predominantly the black segment of our country. A lot of great blacks. I got a bunch of them. I'm open to be preaching in a black church real soon here, which I preached at much before. I love those brothers and sisters. But George Floyd's legacy is not good. Cashless, no, cashless bail, no bail at all. I mean, it's just, and and where are those things playing out the worst? In the George Soros-backed prosecutors, and where are the George Soros-backed prosecutors? In the blue cities. And you know what makes up most of the blue cities? The blue cities' fentanyl crisis now is so bad. The officials in New York City are asking everybody, everybody in the whole city, to carry Narcan with them to immediately address a, uh, you know, um, situation that they just stumble upon wherever they are in New York. And it's so bad that it doesn't matter wherever you are, because wherever you are, you're going to run into fentanyl overdoses. And in addition, I'm jumping back to Philly for a second, 
these couple nights of over-the-top looting and smash and grab. We're going to get to something here. I want to give a, uh, well, no, I'm going to, I don't want to jump ahead. Target has closed nine stores in response to retail theft. They're adding locked cases and other stores that aren't being closed. What it comes down to is Target is being targeted. And just where are these nine stores closing? Well, you might be interested to know that they're in Harlem. They're in Seattle. Three in San Francisco and Oakland. Three in Portland, Oregon. All those really red cities, right? Blue as blue can be. The ones that said that BLM trashing of Portland was the summer of love, whoever that loser mayor is up there. But then we move on to a, a little cheerier side here. I've gotten pushback in my support for Ramaswamy. I may or may not get to that. I want people to understand we need a, a backup. We need a backup to Trump. Trump would crush Biden in a fair vote. A fair vote. And that's such a big contingency. I'm not even sure if it's possible. I do think Trump would probably lose, would lose to Gavin Newsom. And I think Ramaswamy would beat Gavin Newsom. But I don't want anybody to think that I've pulled my support for the Donald. But there's some things going on here that are quite interesting. Okay, so he was at the GOP convention in California where he said, and I quote, if you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. There's much applause to that. Shot. He restated it for emphasis. Now, the left is saying this is over the top. This is ridiculous. You don't kill looters. And I want to point out something that nobody on the left or the right seems to be pointing out on their news broadcasts. The left points this out, and they are disingenuous pack of liars, which are is one of their one of their they got several defining characteristics. That's one of them. The right doesn't even touch it at all. The left talks about this to show that this is guy that Trump's a madman. The right doesn't want to touch it at all. They want to just ignore it. And basically, Fox News ignores Trump anyway. You know, it doesn't matter. This is, a, this is a thing everybody is missing, including Michael Blood here from the Associated Press, um, which is a loser news organization. Trump never said to kill them. He said to shoot them. Do I support shooting somebody in the legs or something to stop them dead in their tracks? Absolutely. Now, if somebody accidentally gets killed, it's a bad shot. That person probably shouldn't be the one shooting. Because biblically, for the crime of theft, you can't kill somebody. But you have every right to stop them. And if you stop them dead in their tracks by taking a shot and blowing them in, the, in each thigh or someplace that won't kill them, they drop to the ground, arrest them. I don't know. Somebody else decide whether it warrants a hospital visit or not. 
I'm fully for that. And I appreciate the fact that Trump has got the guts to say it, even though he may have kind of colored outside the lines there at the time. But there's something else going on here with the Donald that I want to point out. And you may think that this is bad news. It's actually good news. He seems to be a bit humbled by the embarrassment that he's going through day after day in the civil trial in New York with Letitia James. What a slob she is. What a, I don't even want to get into it. You know, I advise, I, this is a digression. I have clients that advise me and I help them in the acquisition of commercial real estate throughout the United States with certain exceptions. I said, you go buy property wherever you want and I will help you because you're hiring me to do it. But I will never support you buying a commercial property in the state of New York. Not when you've got losers like Letitia James. And I would say the same for Illinois, Massachusetts, California, Washington, Oregon, Hawaii, and probably soon to be added to the list, sadly, my home state of Washington. I'm, I'm sorry, why am I saying that? Home state of Michigan. But Trump is being humbled. Not willingly, clearly, unwillingly, he is being humbled in this courtroom as he is a, a laughing stock before people in that room. Now, maybe this is just fueling his revenge, but the other day he sounded like he was toning it down. I don't want him to lose his resolve. It needs to be tempered with humility. Now, I haven't said this for about four or five months, but prior to then, I think I've said it a half a dozen times. I said I did not think Trump would ever be the candidate if he does not humble himself like Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, picked by God, a righteous man? No, he was a pagan. Was Trump a Christian? I don't know. God knows. When they asked him, said, are you a Christian? He said, of course I'm a Christian. I'm Presbyterian. As if that's a litmus test, seeing how that church has gone south. But at least PCUSA. I better make myself clear on that. The Presbyterian Church in America is a great church. It's just small. But Trump needs to be humble. And Nebuchadnezzar was what? Reduced to all fours? Eating grass? Because he got so full of himself. I'm the, I'm the greatest. I created this great country, this empire. I, I, I. God picked him and blessed him to accomplish a certain purpose. But Nebuchadnezzar took it upon himself to praise himself. And he was reduced to a great impersonation of a bovine. On all fours, eating grass. And not until he was humbled. And he confessed his arrogance and sin. Did God restore him? And I still think that that's, I still think that's a requirement. There's so many ways for Trump to be taken out. 
I mean, it could be assassination. It could be an illness. It could be an injury. It could be uh, some perverted ruling on the 14th Amendment. He could be in jail. Who knows? That's why I keep saying we got to have a backup. That's why I say don't vote for Trump in, in a primary. He's got it wrapped up. You need to vote for a second-choice candidate, which in my opinion is Ramaswamy. And maybe we'll, uh, I, and I'll get to, hopefully get to why I believe that's the case, notwithstanding the pushback that I'm getting from uh, on the air and uh, from s- some friends and otherwise. But Trump has to be humbled. If he isn't, he certainly isn't going to win one more voter over in a um, popularity contest emanating from his character. It, 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 that just isn't going to happen. He's got, he has created a divide, and there's a lot of great elements about him, but the, but the humbling is required for two things. Favor from God, number one, but then followed by favor from man. If he does that, well, not only is he a candidate, and then if he does that, then he would beat Newsom, who will be the candidate, who I've been saying since late March or early early April, before anybody else did, Newsom is going to be the Democratic candidate. Joe, Joe won't make it to the finish line. And one other thing here about Trump, which, um, no, I guess i got two other things here. I find this humorous. I do not know this person at all. Uh, I'm not into rap music because it's not music. You can call it art, but it isn't music. Music has tonality to it. Both of my parents were music teachers. I was taught that. And But anyway, that's beside the point. But there's this rapper called Sexy Red. Never heard of her in my life. I don't care to watch her or listen to her particularly. But she's come out with something that blows me away, and I love it. She came out here the other day and says, we need Trump back in office. She said, they, meaning my black brothers and sisters, they support him in the hood. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't surprise me, actually. There's that one section of Philly that Trump's limo was going through on the way to the courthouse. Did MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, any of them talk about it, show it? No, they didn't dare to show it. And why? Because as he drove through that segment of Philadelphia, the street was full of people cheering, hollering for everything. I did not see a white person in that crowd. I think it was 100% black. And maybe, I don't know, maybe other dark-skinned ethnicities. I don't know. There weren't any white folks there. And I don't know if that was the hood. I don't know how the hood is exactly defined. But the fact of the matter is, there are a lot of people in the black neighborhoods who are supporting him. And you will never know it from the mainstream news. And I should add, to bring bring it into balance from something I said earlier, those aren't the ones that are involved in the off-the-chart looting in the, all these blue cities. There's good and there's bad among all ethnicities. 
But I just think that blows me away. Now, the last thing is this story broke 10 minutes before I started this recording. Because of some conflicts, I'm having to record this on Thursday afternoon. Some of you will get it on Friday. Some will hear it on Saturday. So you may hear this from other sources first. Not that I'm the scoop. I'm just letting you know why I'm saying something you might hear on all of the news networks. Oh, I'm sorry, all of the conservative ones. No, I'm sorry, maybe just Newsmax, all right? And that is that Biden now basically admits, yes, admits that Trump was right about the border wall. Uh, Trump didn't waste any time (laughs) picking up on this, but he wasn't condemning Biden. He said Biden simply needs to go back to the Trump policies. So, yeah, he's patting himself on the back, which he does frequently. But he wasn't excoriating Biden in this comment. So it was Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who, quoting here, World Net Daily says, whose tenure has been battered by those floods of illegals who has announced that the administration is now waiving 26 federal laws, 26 federal laws to allow construction of more border wall in Texas. I mean, isn't that something? Well, you think, are the Democrats changing? No, they are Democrats. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you are the the three reasons why they're changing their minds. Because they aren't really changing their minds. They're just changing what they do. They're trying to change your mind with these changes. But there are three reasons that they're doing this, and I don't think any of the news is going to cover this. Number one is, and not necessarily in this order, it's because there's an election. Biden is tanking. All the Democrats tank if you had a fair vote. You need to start looking like, so uh, so that a year from now, just before the election, Biden can say, hey, for the last year, we have been building a wall to stop the flood of illegals, which started under Trump. He'll lie. He doesn't know the truth from lies anyway. He'll just say whatever uh, people tell him to say. Of course, if it's Newsom, who I think it will be, who it will be. He lies all the time. He just cackles and laughs and smiles and has his uh, charming way when Hollywood good looks to be able to deceive people with great ease. Number two reason. Number two. Can you guess what it is? They... They have all the illegals in this country, which are flooding to blue cities, which voter fraud operatives will get registered to vote. They have all the illegals they need now to steal the next election. Oh, boy. Number three. Here we go. Biden is being hammered by the Democrat mayors from Eric Adams in New York 
to some other cities because they can't handle all the illegals Joe has let in and that are coming to miss to a sanctuary city near you. They can't handle it. New York can't handle it. I don't give a rat's rear end about New York. I really don't. The city in particular. Sorry, maybe upstate. Yeah, there's some great people up there, but you're in a distinct minority. I don't care about the city. Like I said, God would have to make me go back there and tell me unequivocally why I would need to go visit that city or whatever. It sucks, and it has sucked for a long time, and it's of their own making. But now they can't stand the smell of their own poop. And they are turning on Biden. So let me ask you, if Eric Adams is turning on Biden, what's the possibility that notwithstanding all the illegals he's let in, which they'll somehow get registered to vote and try to steal or steal the election, but what's the possibility that they have shot themselves in the foot? If the mayors can't handle it, maybe the people of New York City can't handle it. And if they can't handle it, just maybe they're going to say Trump was right. And if only Trump can get us back to some semblance of normal, maybe we should vote for him, which we're back to the election reason for why they're doing this, because they're going to lose their own constituents in the blue cities. We'll be right back. Robin Walter for The Robin Walter Show. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Too many teardrops for one heart. Too many teardrops for one heart to carry on. We are back. This is Robin Walter with the Robin Walters Show. I'm getting behind in my schedule for the topics I want to cover, so I got to fly through these. But I've always had this fondness in my heart for the nation of Switzerland. I don't know why. I'm not a big cheese guy or Swiss cheese. Um, but they were a neutral state in World War II. Uh, Swiss banks, your money is supposed to be safe. Kind of like Israel, Swiss citizens actually uh, have a, a limited possession of firearms under very limited circumstances, but that's more than most countries. They've stayed out of a lot of cultural and political wrangling. But I want you to think again here. There's a person here who was 
jailed for 60 days and fined for calling a fat lesbian a name. And I'm just going to give you three seconds to see if you can think of the name that this person called a fat lesbian. And time's up. The person called a fat lesbian a fat lesbian. That was the name. That was it. Obviously, truth has nothing to do with anything. If she's fat, she's fat. Lesbian, lesbian. But it violated a law in Switzerland now called incitement to hatred. So calling somebody a name, they don't have a First Amendment. It's calling somebody a name. Uh, if, if that causes you to hate them, well, wait a minute. If you're speaking the truth, really, what does hate have to do with it? I go back to my definition of hate speech. Hate speech is probably something that I say that the party hearing it hates what I hate say. So hate speech is a component of two parties. Me saying something and somebody else hating what I'm saying. Which would be, in my opinion, would be the truth. They hate the truth. Well, this is catching on, this incitement to hatred. Uh, it wouldn't withstand First Amendment scrutiny in this country under this court, but it will if we end up with a democrat in office and the, the balance of power, if you will, is tipped to the left on the Supreme Court. Notwithstanding that BLM, do they ever have an incitement to hatred by the things they say? How about Kathy Griffin holding the, the, hat, the bloody head of, of uh, Donald Trump? How about Antifa, MSNBC, CNN, AOC, The Squad, The New York Times, Nancy Pelosi, Letitia James, the list goes down by all those who say things that are at, are in an incitement to hatred, and they are said with the very intent to get people to hate Christians specifically and conservatives generally. Hope it's not coming to a country near you, especially the one that I'm in. California, i got to get past this. California is now going to start paying people to not own a car. You got that right. And Governor Greaseball Gruesome, oh, I, I, uh, I, you know, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't want to get kicked off radio, radio stations for what I want to say about the guy. But I'm going to try to take it from a pastoral view if you listen to the Sunday morning with Robin Walter. Probably not this weekend, the following weekend. But he signed into law a bill that barred removal of LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ books from schools. In other words, the schools in California, it's not about being, banning them anymore. It's that they don't even have the choice. They can't ban them under Governor Greaseball Gruesome. I'm in first place for the position of Antichrist. That's where I put him. And then his appointment. His appointment of a black lesbian. Now, I don't know if she's overweight or not. If she'd be a fat black lesbian, um, then she, you'd have to be careful if you're in Switzerland what you would call uh, his appointee, who is a Maryland resident, 
who is over-the-top pro-abortion. She's pro-abortion on steroids, and she's queer stuff on steroids, as you might imagine, being a lesbian, not enough to have Karen Jean-Pierre, lesbienne, as a White House spokes lady, if you want to call her that. But now uh, Gruesome is doing this. This guy is so wicked, he's so evil. Every prediction I have made about Gavin Gruesome has been correct. I hope I have my first failure when I say that he's going to be the candidate. And if he is a candidate and that's correct, then I hope there's a failure behind that, that he actually does lose. But I'm concerned. So the rest of the program, I want to devote back to political politics. Political politics, does that make sense? Well, not all politics is political. Some politics just simply deals with the word of God that people don't like. When somebody says the truth, like Ramaswamy says there are only two genders, it's a truth. It's a, it's a spiritual truth, but it becomes political in the ears of the people who want to plug their ears because they can't stand that. Sort of like in Romans 1 where it talks about um, they no longer want, could retain or wanted to retain the knowledge of God in their conscience. That's what the Word of God does. But <clears throat> I want to touch on Ron DeSantis here. I like Ron. He is spiritually sitting at the top of the pack. I think he needs to stay governor. Um, I think he would lose in a debate with Gavin Grusom. And this was the image I had. Now, uh, Newsom is more adept and he's more articulate and more charismatic than Joe Biden. And Ron DeSantis is not the gullible, feckless, lightweight that Paul Ryan is and was. But do you remember the vice presidential debate with Biden and Paul Ryan? Biden just made fun of Paul Ryan. He cackled. Maybe that's where Cammie Harris picked up the trait. He just cackled and ridiculed Paul Ryan. And Paul Ryan just sat there like a stupid goofball punching bag, never fought back. He was demolished in that debate. It won't be that bad, but it will be not good. Gruesome, gruesome will d destroy him. Now, DeSantis is a lot is sharper than Paul Ryan. He's definitely gutsier than Paul Ryan. He's going to say what needs to be said. But I will tell you, Newsom just has a habit of ridicule, laughing in your face, and making you look like a dumb cluck. And then the people that are wowed by his Hollywood looks and all of this business, that's where the guy scares me in the natural. And if he's, if he's our president, then we got the government we deserve, and it's over. But DeSantis is not a match. He's, he's far superior morally. He's far superior from a matter of governance. But in a debate, no. And this is blunder. This is the biggest blunder Ron DeSantis has made, agreeing to debate Newsom. Why? Why? What does DeSantis have to gain? 
this is a case where his his he, he's inexperienced in prime time in some respects. Why would he debate Governor Newsom? First of all, Newsom isn't running for governor of California. Why would you fiddle around with Newsom? He's not running for that office. But Newsom is running for president. People are saying, well, they set this debate up because, and Newsom went after DeSantis because he thought that he was going to dump Trump. No. Newsom will debate anybody. I know this guy. I mean, I, I practiced law in California a lot of years. He is bad to the core. He is from the pit of hell. He will make Obama look like a choir boy. And, uh, well, I won't even talk about Biden. It's not worth the time. But he he's good in his evil ways. I mean, look at Adolf Hitler. Was a guy charismatic in a German way? Yes. I will never forget the video I saw. I couldn't believe this. It was black and white. And there are these girls, young girls, attractive girls, probably early 20s. And they are sort of having... I don't know how to say it. It's kind of an orgasmic response to somebody they're watching. They're yanking at their blouse. They're kind of yanking, kind of half pulling their blouses off. And I knew what it was. I knew it was the Beatles arriving at LaGuardia in 1963, black and white. I was wrong. The camera panned, and they were listening to Adolf Hitler. So don't think that it takes a necessarily a certain look, although the 21st century look is different than the 1930s in Germany. These girls were gaga over Hitler. And that's the spirit of an antichrist. And if you can get uh, add some good looks into that and charm and all of this stuff, and then the debating skills, which he has, it's a formidable opponent. There are people who will be deluded. It'll be it'll be like Second Thessalonians. It says in there that in the latter times, in the end days, God will give the people a spirit of delusion that they would believe a lie. So what does DeSantis have to gain out of this? The only reason Gruesome is doing this is because any debate anywhere helps give him the national stage that's necessary to capture the nomination. And how 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 good do you have to be after Joe Biden and nitwit dumbbell Cammy Harris to look decent? You got two of the lowest bars, the lowest hurdles in American politics to have to get over. And gruesome exceeds them in spades. And so he's got everything to gain by by appearing anywhere and everywhere. And doggone it, Sean Hannity, when he interviewed Newsom after the second Republican debate, Sean went on and said, well, it sounds like you ought to be, you ought to be the candidate. Hannity, you're encouraging this guy to run. He doesn't need any encouragement. But he gets a semi-pat on the back from Hannity? What are you smoking, man? Why don't you just mount the horns on Newsom's head, vote him into office? 
Yes, he is that bad. And so what is DeSantis has everything to lose and I think nothing to gain. Let me ask you, what what would DeSantis gain by debating the mayor of Houston? Just picking one out. Not a zip. Zilch. Nothing. All he would do, and especially if he lost, take himself out of the out of the running. If he loses to Newsom, which he will, in my opinion, he's probably going to lose. I think he will lose. He's just shot himself in the foot politically. He's done. Over and out. He's not president. He's not even vice presidential timber. This was the most catastrophic strategic blunder DeSantis could make. There we go. Last week, after that Republican debate, I picked on Dana Perino, right? Okay. Why? Because she gave this shout-out to Nikki Haley, who I can't stand. Sorry, I can't stand that woman. Not because she's a woman, but because she is such a political hack on the way she treated Ramaswamy. People say, well, I kind of like her. And I said, well, did you see the debate? They said, well, snippets. Then you need to shut up. If you didn't see the debate, you don't know what you're talking about. Go back and watch the debate and form your opinions. Both of them, frankly. But I picked up on the fact that Dana Perino gave a shout-out to Haley because of her husband's military career, thanking him. Let me ask you, what on earth does a moderator, does the word moderator mean anything to these people? What on earth, where on earth do they get off with giving a pat, pat on the back and a shout-out to one particular candidate on stage that is withheld from the other candidates? She didn't say anything and honor uh, Ron DeSantis about his illustrious military career, which exceeds Nikki Haley's husband's, I think. You don't go, you don't find things that you want to particularly and personally congratulate somebody on. You've just tipped your hat, Dana. And I mentioned that on last week's program. I did not like that. And now I have proof if she wasn't on the left, she's flip sides. She's uh, to the extent that she's for anybody in the Republican candidacy. It's clearly Nikki Haley, who I think is unfit for office. But the proof, the proof that what was gnawing in my heart and caused me to say it to you was confirmed a couple of days ago when Perino is speaking at the Global Climate Initiative Summit somewhere. She's so, so she's going to the thing that's a whole bunch of mucky mucks on the left and global governance where she apparently is going to be introducing, or did, I'm not sure when it was, but I saw the, the text of her speech, Hillary Clinton, and introducing her as one amazing woman. Isn't that something? One amazing woman. Well, she's amazing, all right, but not in a good way. Now, I want to come back to Ramaswamy here, and this is... Um, Wayne Allen Root, for those of you who are listening in Las Vegas, Las Vegas is our biggest city for the Robin Walter Show. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Clearly numero uno in our list. Well, so you know Wayne Allen Root. 
Jewish guy, secular Jewish, hardcore conservative, big, big Trump fan. Written about him, knows him well, advises him, introduces him at rallies. He's from Las Vegas. He writes locally there. And the only person besides Donald Trump that he would mention in this article, he said, I want to give an assist to Ramaswamy because he only seems to be the one who's not. Um, he didn't say he's not a rhino. He just said he's the only other one that will uphold the Constitution. Now, I think DeSantis wouldn't. I think Tim Scott would. But he gave this particular shout-out to Ramaswamy, and um, this is what has happened. To prove Wayne Allen Root correct that the Republican National Committee, the RNC, is the Rhino National Committee. Because Ramaswamy was scheduled to have a conversation slash debate, however you want to frame it, on Fox News with Chris Christie. Now, there have been a couple of people that have attacked him more than anybody else, but uh, Christie's one of them, Nikki Haley's another, and then to a lesser extent, Mike Pence. DeSantis does not pick on Ramaswamy and vice versa. That debate or conversation, however they're framing, it was scheduled on Fox News until, until, and there seems to be very strong substantiation to this, the Rhino National Committee stepped in and said, if you, Fox News, host that debate between Christie and Ramaswamy, you will not broadcast the next Republican debate. And Fox nixed it. Why? Because Ramaswamy, I, I will tell you, Ramaswamy and Christie, without question, are the two best debaters in the candidacy of eight that were up there on the stage. Not any, no doubt about it, not even close. Their debate would be lively and fabulous. And uh, Christie is good. Ramaswamy is even sharper, and he would do battle in a great way. Fox News, in bed with rhinos at the best, de Democrats, but after that, rhinos, does not want to give Ramaswamy the national exposure that he would get with a one-on-one -on -one against Chris Christie. So they had to pull the plug on the debate under threat. Fox had to pull the plug because they're being threatened by the RNC that they wouldn't throw the debate to the Republican National Committee or to Fox if they allowed it to happen. I want to show you just how, how savvy he is and why he needs to be the backup. I'm not saying in place of Trump. He needs to be the VP candidate, in my opinion. And if Trump gets taken out, he's still numero uno, or numero dos, but he'd become numero uno in the event that Trump is not there. I know people don't trust him. I do trust him. I do. But he got picked on by Gruesome. Now, you know you're gaining popularity if, if people like Gruesome are starting to pick on you in the Twitter world because he got into the sparring session with uh, the Democrat governor of California over the... Uh, so-called climate crisis. And of course, they call it climate change 
because they had to change the name of it because it's no longer global warming because the climate, the globe is not warming. It actually is not a fact. 1,600 scientists say so. So Newsom went to New York for the United Nations Climate Ambition Summit. That's what it's called. And Newsom said that, quote, the climate crisis is a fossil fuel crisis. Then he shared a video of a speech on Twitter, and then he got a bunch of criticism for it. And this is where Ramaswamy came in. It was after people said, hey, Governor, how did you get to New York? Did you fly your private jet, adding to um, climate change issues on your private jet? Did you fly an electric plane? How about a bicycle? Is that what you rode? Well, Ramaswamy got into it by, he sparred with Newsom. He said, my message to Gavin Newsom is this. The climate change agenda has nothing to do with the climate and everything to do with letting China catch up to the, to, uh, to the U.S. It's not complicated. End of Ramaswamy's Twitter feed. No, he, he, he followed up with a second Twitter thing. Drill, frack, use coal, embrace nuclear. Newsom came back with, well, keep auditioning for the Hall of Fame for the most ignorant analysis of science. Your coal agenda is up there with your 9-11 theories. Ramaswamy's response, quote, the climate disaster-related death rate, deaths related to climate, alleged climate disaster, is down 98% over the last 100 years. Why? Due to fossil fuels. Because fossil fuels keep, have kept people warm and kept them from freezing to death. Continuing the quote, so as many people die, or I'm sorry, eight times as many people die of cold temperatures as warm ones. And the best way to stop all temperature-related deaths right now is a broader access to fossil fuels. Continuing the quote, China has 115 coal plants under construction now, another 250 coal plants planned, while we're shutting down the few we have left in America. These, Mr. Newsom, are the inconvenient truths for the likes of you and your ilk. Do you see why he could beat the crap out of Newsom in a debate? Now, if Newsom and Ramaswamy had a debate on Fox News, I would be for that because maybe that would be the quickest way to bring Newsom's uh, greed and covetousness for higher office to an end. That's what needs to happen. But I'm going to just close with this. And... Oh, I, you know what? I'm going to end with some good news real fast. RFK Jr. plans to run as an independent against Biden. This is really cool. Biden won't give him Secret Service protection. He won't let him participate in a debate because he wants to be the president of a banana republic, which is what we're becoming. But I do want to say this in, in ending. I, I have prayed about this. I'm not saying I'm right. I get some things wrong. But I think the heart of Ramaswamy is in the right place. I really, truly do. I think he would be the great running mate to Trump. Um, like I said, I think Trump, maybe, I, I don't think he can beat Newsom. Maybe with Ramaswamy as a running mate, the VP candidate debates might turn it. Who knows? 
But vote for him in the primary. Vote for Ramaswamy. Trump doesn't need your help. We need a clear number two. Says Robin Walter, encouraging you to sit tall in the saddle, America. Remember, you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We'll see you next week. We got a tale to tell.